This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Baseball's Hall of Fame will announce its class for this summer, 2024, to be enshrined in Cooperstown. If I was going to predict, I would say we are going to have three going in, Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer. Maybe not Joe. I think Joe Maurer, both of those first ballot, which is, hmm. Uh, Also, Todd Helton is likely going to go in. Uh, This is the sixth year on the ballot. Billy Wagner, I think, in his ninth year is going to fall just short. A man who owned future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer in his career with the uh, with Cleveland, with Atlanta, with Kansas City, and with Tampa. Elliot Johnson joins us on the Adam Gold Show. I told you right off the top that we were going to start with Todd Helton because I am one who holds the Baseball Hall of Fame as the holy grail of Hall of Fames, where I think it should just be the very best that ever played. I can't fathom the support for Todd Helton when he was clearly a Coors Field production over the course of his career. Good player on the road, obviously super productive at home, but the gap is too strong for me to have Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame when guys like Gary Sheffield are not going in. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know we were going that route. I mean, so to me, Adam, and and I respect your viewpoint. I mean, to me, we don't want to water down the Hall of Fame either. I don't want it watered down whatsoever. And so, like, this year is strange, Adam. Uh, This is, like, the first year where I've got a lot of guys I've played against and with. Yeah. it's, It's kind of weird. Like, the guys before me, you know, growing up, you view them as these, you know, larger than life people. And when you've had conversations with them and you realize they're just normal people that do extra normal things, if you will, they're... It's it's different. So this is a weird conversation to have because I'm looking at some of these guys and I'm like, well, I I played against Billy Wags and I can tell you the guy should be in. I mean, he would dominate, tell you what's coming and you still can't hit it. (laughs) Right. Um, That was, and that's a great story to see how he came about it, uh, breaking his arm in high school and reinventing himself as a lefty. That's fascinating. He was a righty at one point. He was a righty, broke his arm in high school, taught himself to throw lefty and figured out how to throw a hundred. Go figure. (laughs) It's a great story. Like, you know, Just the story like, alone is the Hall of Fame. And, and you have a conversation with him, Adam, and he's he's still driving a you know a single bed uh, Ford, you know, an old school truck. You know, he's just it's just who he is. It's great. Right. He's authentic. Um, you know, and he was a leader in the clubhouse. I mean, how many times does a closer get to speak other than when they blow a save? And he was right. still doing interviews, if you remember. So I, I love Billy Wags. Special place for me. Uh, you know, watching him and how he went about his business and his reputation in the clubhouse, of course. You know, Todd Helton, if you want to start with him, um, you know, I understand the the Coors Field thing. I just think that if Yankee Stadium were in Denver, it would have a different connotation to it. Um, and, you know, his numbers were exceptional. I think even with the Coors Field effect, I think he's done enough from, from me personally, Adam. You're, you're certainly entitled to your opinion, but I thought Todd Helton had a, a wonderful career. 
and his numbers away from Coors were still respectable. Yeah. Um, and then you combine the two of them. I don't want to hold it against him that he played in Coors. They, they, they were respectable, but the, the split, the gap, mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. two completely different players. Uh, at home, Helton's OPS was a th- over 1,000. It was uh, 1.048. That is otherworldly. On the mm-hmm. road, it was good. 855. That's, you know, wow. that's kind of, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a almost a 200-point gap sure. in OPS. Sure. Gary Sheffield's numbers were essentially the same, home mm. and road. And this guy hit over 500 home runs in his career and didn't play his home games ever at Coors Field. And uh, he played some at Yankee Stadium, but as a right-handed batter, didn't get the mm. same help that lefties get at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium. I don't get why Sheffield is not going to get in. He's going to be close this year, but this is his last year, so it's going to be up to a veterans committee, whatever we call it now, to get him in. That's where I just don't get. I think Sheffield was the better hitter than Todd Helton. Maybe not the better person. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013-888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, sure, but, you know, Chef, I can't, you know, every year during Christmas when you get the uh, the cardboard wrapper, wrapper from the uh, wrapping paper, <laughs> and, you know, who didn't pretend to be Gary Sheffield? I know I did. I did almost every day playing wiffle ball in the yard. I was trying to be Gary Sheffield. And you see the first time you hit the ball and it turns into a golf ball in about <laughs> 0.2 seconds, you're like, man, that's electric. So, you know, Chef, Chef's going to, unfortunately for him, he's going to get tied up into the Game of Shadows mess. Yeah, um, not saying all your viewers have read that book, but I certainly did. So he's going to get tied up into that, you know. And the problem for the voters now, and they do have a tough job. Not to give them any credit because I don't want to do that because a lot of them are kind of whiny. Uh, but you know, they've already let Pudge in, and I'm not saying Pudge did it or didn't do it. Sure, but they've let a lot of guys in who have some suspicions, and so are you know. I don't know how they can pick and choose what information they want mm-hmm. uh, to be okay with and what they don't. You know, they're going to have a tough time with A-Rod. They're going to have a tough time with Manny. Um, they're going to have a tough time with a lot of, of, of individual players that, you know, have some doubts about them, and it's going to cloud our conversations every single year when we do this out. Elliot Johnson is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. I agree with you. I think they've already decided that Manny Ramirez is not going in because he's tested positive twice. Uh, he was suspended twice. He's, he's only at 35%, and he's only got two more years on the ballot. Alex Rodriguez, I don't know how you keep that guy out, but again, here's somebody who was suspended uh, for, what, a year and a half, right? So, um, you know, who who knows how they're going to treat it? Bonds isn't in. He's off the ballot. Uh, Clemens is. We have some of the greatest we have ever seen that are uh, are not going in. Here's this. Are you surprised? You know, I'll get to another guy who's also sort of uh, part of uh, the the speculation. And David Ortiz, by the way, was mentioned, I believe, in the uh, the Mitchell report, uh, and he went in uh, last year. Um, are you surprised at all that Adrian Beltre is 
almost unanimous at this point. 99% right now, public ballots, about half of the of the ballots are, are public right now. Well, are you surprised this, this that Beltran... Well, but here, there, herein lies the issue with the, with the voting process is it becomes about somewhat of a Mr. Congeniality award because he was so good with me. And look, and I played with, with Adrian and against him a lot, and he's always smiling and he's yep. always having a good time and he's always counting his blessings. And Big Poppy's the same way. Like, you hang out with Big Poppy for 30 seconds, you feel like the most important person in the world, right? <laughs> and so there's so many different things that are – it's almost like a buffet – where the voters are walking by and picking and choosing what they want to pay attention and not and putting it on their plate based on whether or not the guy was good or not, you know, and or if he was good to them, if he was polite to them, if he was courteous, all those types of things. Like Barry Bonds is one of the worst reputations with the writers, right? right. But David Ortiz had a great reputation, um, you know. So I, I don't necessarily like that. For me, you know, if you're going to do that, why is Ty Cobb in? You know, I mean, we, um, we can pick and choose and yep. do things like that if that's the way you want to have it, but... They, they have this arbitrary process where they want to have some things that when it matters to some players, but not across the board. And that's the thing I have a problem with. Andrew Jones, Hall of Famer or no? Absolutely. Come on. I don't even know why we're even discussing. I'm with you. Unbelievable. I mean, he reinvented what it was like. He was almost akin to Pistol Pete Maravich in basketball for baseball. And Bobby Cox hated it. But he made watching center field players so much fun. The way he would camp with his ball or his glove waiting for the ball. And it would land in it. Um, Nineteen years old on the scene, unbelievable. I mean, he, he, he what he hit? Four hundred home runs. Four, I mean, yeah, four thirty-four. Yeah, he's incredible. You know, and the guy that's getting no love with nine Gold Gloves is Tory Hunter. Uh, how does Tory not get any love? I'm not saying that he definitely needs to yeah. be in, but he's getting no respect for nine Gold Gloves. And by the way, Tory Hunter uh, has a chance to fall off the ballot. Oh. This year, you have to be at at least five percent, I believe, to stay on the ballot. Uh, to, so Tory Hunter could fall off of it. Carlos Beltran, are we just you know one year away from enshrinement for him? Perhaps, you know. And as a switch hitter too, Adam, I loved Beltran. Yep. I mean, that when he got bought out and went to Houston and was hitting every ball off the wall, over the wall, or walk. I mean, I, I I can't remember a time where somebody was more dominant than other than, you know, Barry Bonds' you know, 2002, 2003. But Beltron was just unbelievable. Unfortunately for him, he's now dealing with all the Astro stuff. Right. So that's not helping him, unfortunately. But he was an unbelievable baseball player, and at, hopefully he gets in when the time is right. But, you know, they, they've almost got these, like, inner circle – you know, connectivity things that they're dropping now for first ballot guys and stuff like that. You know, Beltre should be in for sure. And, you know, some of this stuff is a little bit weird. I don't really get it, but I I understand that you can only let so many guys in at a time. Yeah, I think we'll, I think ultimately we'll have three against my, uh, against my better judgment. One of them will be Todd Helton this year. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll also see Joe Maurer. We didn't talk about, uh, I mean, Maurer as a cat offensive, the numbers are not great and it didn't work out well. After he signed the last contract and they tried to move him to first base, it basically was done at that point. Uh, but quickly on Joe Maurer, it's sort of a contemporary of yours, no? He was – the guy could play, man. Yeah. Um, he was a tough out no matter what. I stole a hit from him in Minnesota one time, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still happy about that. Uh, but he was – the hard part for him, he, he was so big he couldn't get the low strike. Uh, so catching probably wasn't really the, the best idea in the world. Yeah. Uh, but he hit so well. And unfortunately for the Twins, that catching takes a toll on you. 
and uh, he ended up not being as efficient or productive later in his career. But I thought Joe was an outstanding player, and he should definitely be somebody that's up for consideration. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's one of those guys in the public ballots right now. Uh, if you're if you're above eighty percent, you've got a good mm-hmm. chance of getting in, and both he. And Helton are a little bit above 82, 83%. So I think there's a pretty good chance they'll get in. Beltran is again, not Beltran, uh, Beltre is at 99%. The guys in the next couple of years, uh, Beltran right now pulling at 66%. Andrew Jones at just under 70%. Uh, Sheffield's close, but he's not going to get it. Uh, so he's right now at 74.6%. Uh, um, but. Well. Adam, what about, what about the Yankee effect for Andy Pettit, you know? So Andy Pettit has so many records in the playoffs and in the World Series that I feel like he is very, very, very deserving. Um, but would he have that same, you know, reputation, if you will, if he played for, you know, Seattle every single year? No. Absolutely not, right? And the, and the voting an reflects it. Player. The voting, I, well, this could be a steroid thing for Andy Pettit. Because Pettit uh, right now in his sixth year on the ballot, under 16% support. So he's no, he's not going to get in. You don't go from sixteen percent in year six to somehow getting seventy five percent. But this is the buffet analogy, Adam, because now we're using HGH and uh, which he admitted to and was right. contrite about. And I'm not saying one way or another. Again, you know, and my debut was off of Andy Pettit. He's my first hit in the big league. So I, you know, watching him performing against him, he was a perfectionist. He was tough, and what he did in the playoffs was great. But you know, you know, you, it's just kind of my viewpoint of what the Yankees do when you wear that uniform, how it reflects. You know, I think that a similar player outside of Yankee Stadium probably isn't where he is right now, but because he won so much, I think he's very much deserving of an opportunity. By the way, James Shields is getting zero. Is it zero percent? Yeah, that hurts. I love the game, James. <laughs> no, I love, I love Shields. I met him my first day of extend, extended spring training or instructionally in 2002. He was consistent he's the same guy every single day since that day i met him until today zero no votes no no votes for somebody needs to give him big game james some love all right well if i I had a vote i would do it all right final thing is chase utley a hall of famer eventually yeah but i mean he's yeah so he he's gonna it's gonna take some time for him uh but he's gonna get in yeah i agree winning the series in 08 um and he he had a great career just for his career numbers against the Mets, he's going to go into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Elliot Johnson, I appreciate your time, my friend. I will talk to you very soon. Pleasure as always, Adam. You got it. Elliot Johnson here on the Adam Gold Show. I take the Baseball Hall of Fame personally. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.